talking comics and everything comic related on Just Drawn That Way with Dustin B. Now let the invasion begin. Good evening, folks, and you're listening to 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina's community radio station. I'm your host, Dustin B. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Just Drawn That Way. Ever been curious about what all the fuss with comics is, or maybe used to be into comics and it's just been a while? Or you know what, uh, or someone you know keeps talking about Sega and Spider-Gwen, and you just wish someone would explain what those are all about so you don't have to ask. Don't worry, you don't have to have read an issue, but I hope you want to after this, and you don't have to have uh, feelings about New 52 or know who Spider-Jerusalem is. So sit back and relax, because it's time to get talking about comics with uh, me, your host, Dustin B. So, uh, looks like we finally managed to get here. It's uh, been a little bit of a uh, stressful road getting my show on the air, but I'm grateful for uh, the good folks at CJTR to give me this shot. So, let's talk about what you're going to expect from me every week. Each show, I'll share any relevant news surrounding comics that's come up in the past week. Every show, I'll also bring up specific topics relating to comics, sharing some of the things that uh, I love about comics, and hopefully give you a good reason to check out another issue, or at least think differently about the medium. I'll have guests on and off, introducing you to some local comic artists and people who, you, who know comics to share my discussions and offer you ideas for what to read, share stories about what we love, or talk issues facing comics today. And yes, that was a pun. At the end of each show, I'll let you know about any local events coming out or... Uh, or uh, issues that you should really check out. So, to start off, I'll tell you a little bit more about me. I have no idea how long ago I read my first comic, but I'm going to go on a limb and say it was probably a Batman comic. All I know is I was hooked to the stories, the art, just the idea in general, and just these average people doing superhuman things. Half my tattoos are even comic-inspired, and I'll mention those reasons later. Uh, pretty sure my love of art and even my fine arts degree is why I like comics so much. I also draw and publish my own comics and have worked on several other major uh, producers, producers as well, assisting with writing, art, or technical questions. But as I'm not here to promote myself, I'll just talk about what my stories are about. I write and, write and draw genres running from Slice of Life to a heroine possessed by an ancient deity and uh, her struggle between good and evil and ending with a little bit more of a humorous note of a ferret driving a tank and a guinea pig that's just too cute to stay down. Now how's that for range? Now to uh, branch off into what we're talking about, I'm going to let you listen to a little bit of a uh, some theme music from a cartoon called Batman Beyond. to have a little bit of breather you know know a little bit about me let's get the show started for those of you who haven't been an waiting anxiously a new season of daredevil has actually recently hit netflix if you haven't watched the first season well why have why not i highly recommend it 
Although, keep in mind that there's a fair bit of violence. I am looking forward to uh, seeing what adventures are in store for Matt Murdock, the blind lawyer turned superhero. If you saw the previous movie that turned you off, I promise this Daredevil is most definitely worth a watch. No offense to Ben Affleck, but heesh. Uh, last season introduced a few of Matt Murdock's uh, allies, as well as the villain Kingpin. This season, we're going to see a couple of new characters appear as well. Punisher and Elektra join the show. Again, if you saw the movies about these characters, please hold your judgment for the show, because this is most definitely a different take. Although, now that we're talking about Dan Affleck, er, Ben Affleck, and I don't want to completely rag on the poor guy, I did want to mention Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> don't worry, I can hear you guys groaning from here. Despite the fact that DC tried to cram the equivalent of three movies into a single episode or single movie, I and, and so, fortunately I believe this definitely shows, he did play a pretty good Batman and actually did uh, come off very reminiscent of the era of The Dark Knight Returns. So, now we're going to get on to the meat of the uh, show today. I want to talk about different characters. This is what I want. I really wanted to tackle a particular new comic book character that's been a symbol of changes in the industry. Miss Marvel and discuss the importance of art for bringing this new version of a lesser known character to life. This review is featuring the trade paperback, No Normal. It's all ages and I really recommend this book. Since I'm on the radio and this is primarily an auditory experience, I'm going to give you a link to my social media feeds now. Every show I'll be uploading fresh art for you to follow along with and see what I'm talking about. That way you can follow along uh, with me as I'm discussing the various bits of art and what I believe makes comics such a fantastic medium. So, the Twitter and Instagram are Just Drawn Radio. Now, what I'm going to do while uh, anyone who is interested looks this up, I'm going to play a quick audio tune from Adam, Adam Warrock, a nerdcore artist who, uh, those well, those interested can uh, bring up the images. Fight for the side of good. We're neighbors in a neighborhood. The check just has to be portal like to the other. 
child. I was there at the wedding of North Star and Kyle. Go ahead and talk about tradition. Don't get more traditional than Steve Rogers, and he fights by our side. And so come on, let's promise you, the hero in you, it's the marvel of wonder. All that you're gonna do, and I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to read it. Let the light shine. Don't keep it a secret. You got an army of people behind you who want heroes to reflect everything in real life too. Let the love and support surround you. I bet Carol. Welcome back, and for any of those who uh, missed the intro, the name of the song was uh, Feeling Marvelous by Adam Warrock. Now, if you enjoyed that, please tune in to Nerdcore Cabaret tonight from 8 to 10. Tell them Dustin sent you. So, as you can guess, Miss Marvel is a Marvel character. Not a really big shocker there. Part of the same universe as Guardians of the Galaxy. The Avengers, including Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk, and more importantly for this particular character, Captain Marvel, the previous owner of the Miss Marvel title. So, a little bit of background for uh, the original Miss Marvel. She's been around as a character for quite some time, starting with Carol Danvers, the first character to use the moniker to Miss Marvel. She first appeared in Marvel Superheroes number 13 in March 1968, written by Roy Thomas and drawn by Jean Cola. Back then, Miss Marvel was a non-superpowered officer in the United States Air Force. Needless to say, there have been some significant changes, and not just in the outfit and game superpowers since then. This current version, though, has actually taken a radically different change. The uh, This current version has begun in 2014. Her name is Kamala Khan. Although the title has been held by a few young women so far, Kamala is completely new and has some very unique uh, traits in... Uh, For the story, it's a common thing for uh, comics to have a variety of people taking on the mantle, so to speak, of existing superheroes. It's the superhero name and costume that are most important, though. It's who's behind the mask can change over time as different people tell the story. This, I think, is something that is fantastic because it doesn't only mean that the story continues through artists and writers, but we can also see amazing things done by these people who can then influence and put their own personal style into these characters. There's only ever one at a time, though, and since uh, usually all comics by a publisher are treated as a single universe, so Black Widow is not going to be hanging out with a different Mar Miss Marvel for a while, at least. So, back to Kamala. Aside from just being a new name, she is new and different for another reason. She's Muslim, a uh, the daughter of a Pakistani immigrant to the U.S., so, as the new Miss Marvel, you have a young Muslim woman as a superhero, not, and this is not just a one-dimensional villain. I'm looking at you, Mandarin. For a titular character, not to just, and not just a member of a group, this is unique. 
the first Muslim comic character to have her own series at that. Um, the uh, force behind this is the writer G. Willow Wilson and the artist Adrian Alfonso have both taken some heat over their take on Miss Marvel, but the comic has also gotten fantastic reviews across the board for uh, story, art, and just the general fun and energy that are conveyed through this medium. Hit up my Twitter link for those reviews as well. This Miss Marvel character is also dealing with a new mission of fighting villains with her newly acquired powers while coping with a uh, rather conservative family and search for identity as she grows up in America. One of the things I will note is identity is definitely a huge part of this entire series. Be although there are several different faucets of this. Um, she may be Muslim, but definitely this is not just a one-trick pony. It's not all that she is. It's just one part. When you get down to it, though, she's still a kid dealing with kid things. We, I've gone through all of the no-normal uh, trade paperback, and the following trade in the story is still going strong. For those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to Just Drawn This Way on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina's community radio station. And uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, I am your host, Dustin B. So, now that we talked a little bit about what it is, I want to talk about the art. So, two things that I think that really stand out to this is colors and nod to the art styles that came before it. Superhero comics are usually done either with bright colors or heavy contrasts with a lot of black. Think Wonder Woman's traditional blue, red, and yellow. And for the record, DC lately has gotten so dark, it's just, ugh. You can't be grim all the time, guys. Black, or Batman's black cape and car in the shadows. Miss Marvel takes a different route. They use primarily two different sets of colors. Most of the story is actually done in a variety of pastel colors, which are often muted or toned gray. If you're thinking this doesn't sound very bold, you're right. To be honest, Kamala hasn't become that bold yet. This comic is about figuring out who you are, and Kamala is struggling with her identity. I think, like, I think a lot of us did as teens, or some of us are still doing, and so the muted colors show her own uncertainty. In contrast, the visions she has of other superheroes are way brighter. She gets being a superhero, so when she has her daydreams, she's much less conflicted, and the vibrant colors definitely help give us that feeling. Being a hero is important to her, and as she really starts to become Miss Marvel, she also starts to stand out from the ordinary people in the rest of the comic. Before becoming Miss Marvel, the only thing really bright and bold about Kamala is the yellow on her hoodie. Sort of like she's trying to blend in, fading, fading into the background as it were. Maybe she feels there's nothing special about herself. I think a lot of people can identify with that, especially teens. The few times her clothes start to include bolder colors are really used as a hint to the readers that big things are coming for her. The ordinary people around her are just that ordinary while she starts to stand out. They don't... They, well, fade into the background, as it were. That tells us a lot how Kamala feels about heroes versus regular people. The fact is that this changes slow. The, only, the whole thing slowly becomes something that will really resonate with teens and the rest of us who remember being out there. It's that feeling of showing hints of who we are and the roles that we can take on, but <laughs> we just ain't there yet. Some teens also try to stand out for the crowd instead of finding ways to blend in, but uh, we'll see some of those later on in the story. The other really cool thing about the art in Miss Marvel is uh, the intentional referencing of other styles of art to really drive home certain parts of the story. One inch example, which again is found on that Twitter at uh, Just Drawn Radio, is a vision Kamala has of Captain Marvel. If you have ever, ha ever for you fine art geeks, if you've ever seen Botticelli's Birth of Venus, that panel will be really familiar. If you haven't, I'm pretty sure you can just imagine the uh, woman in the clamshell covered by hands in her hair. That's the one I'm talking about. The layout of the painting and this panel are crazy similar with the goddess in the center, just like Captain Marvel. Both Marvel and Venus are portrayed with long, flowing blonde locks, 
waving around the head, almost like a halo. The cloud beneath Captain Marvel is uh, very reminiscent of the water painted below Venus. It'd be pretty impossible to think how Fauna didn't draw on that on purpose. Drives home how much Kamala idolizes Captain Marvel that she sees her as, well, a goddess. This girl has visions of this woman, people. She basically sees Captain Marvel as something to aspire to. It's a hero. Almost on a deity status, but not quite, since Marvel is actually a human. Well, for the record, not all superheroes are, but we'll save that for another show. Kamala, on the other hand, doesn't see herself that way at all. Often, uh, before she begin acquires her powers, even the poses that she takes are very defensive, scrunched in. Even the artwork behind her is intentionally, well trying to show that she's not an imposing figure. Eventually, uh, eventually we get to see the evolution, though, and it definitely shows. Even Kamala does mimic this pose later in the book, but she doesn't look like any awkward teen at playing. She looks like any awkward teen trying to be play grown-up and just not quite pulling it off. Way more awkward. She doesn't have that confidence yet. She's still busy becoming. So you Fire Nerd fans should pay attention to this panel. It's an awesome little nod to us. If you're into any art history, you should definitely check this out. And if you know anything about Islamic art, you'll also find echoes of some common motifs in this comic. It's a nice way of tying it all together without being in your face. If it isn't, it isn't just fine art that you're going to find in this book, though. Alfana definitely knows the audience, or, or, the audience he's working with, and the popularity of anime and manga these days. So there are references to that too. If you watched or read any of that, you'll know that heavy-duty emotions in those usually changes the characters to expression to a super stylized, less detailed, and less realistic than normal. You can actually see that on Kamala's face through several points of this book, and uh, you get the feeling that they're definitely trying to target this, target that. Uh, to teens, but don't worry, there's a lot for us adults, too. Normally, Kamala's face is pretty detailed, great shading, realistic features, but when she's really feeling something, all that goes right out the window, and we see a few lines and circles used for a uh, very flat-looking face. It looks less sophisticated to uh, people looking for realism, but definitely takes chops to make that emotion happen when you simplify a face. A triumphant Kamala's face is reduced to a small set of scribbles, in this case conveys her uh, pride in how happy she is to have successfully pulled off a act of a superhero. Well, the expressions aren't only the nod to uh, anime or animation as uh, Totoro, actually. For the character from the Miyazaki film makes an appearance during the party. It's a great little Easter egg, and uh, I'm hoping anyone who actually has read this book has spotted it. Anyway, so using expressions you find in an anime and manga, Alfano is really connecting different genres of cartoons and animation and comics they're available today, especially since you see more anime available to watch than you know, good superhero cartoons. It's actually really refreshing, refreshing to see a superhero comic branching out into different art styles instead of uh, the same blocky or rounded shapes that you usually see in the top uh, big threes. So the only th act expressions aren't the only thing that you actually get to see stylized. There's also some stylized animals that make an appearance in No Normal, especially a bird and a hedgehog, which you kind of see uh, doing their appearances throughout the comic, which I kind of does actually make a great contrast for how Kamala sees herself, both a civilian and superhero. Again, this isn't your typical superhero story. The bird that wears Kamala's hat is quite small, the timid teenage side of Kamala, Kamala's, and most often, a lot of the time you're going to see that bird mimicking her poses. This is the civilian who blends into the background and is afraid of everything. The hedgehog on there, and man, this hedgehog's awesome. He's wearing giant Hulk fists and is doing his best to be a superhero. 
you actually get to see him hanging out with the group standing beside uh, Captain America and Kamala's vision of other heroes. If you're wondering why I said the hedgehog is also Kamala, it's totally mimicking her attempt at martial arts. Also, the first time she uses her power, she creates giant fists, kind of like Hulk's fists. Come on, who doesn't imagine their hero persona as a stuffed hedgehog with Hulk fists? Oh, just me and Kamala? All right, your loss. Kamala actually has stuffed versions of both these little critters in her bedroom as well, reminding this Kamala is not just a superhero, but she's still a kid, too. The fact is they both show up in her visions, reminding us that she's totally struggling to be both and figuring out what the heck that means to her. It's a not a common thing for superheroes imagining themselves as stuffed animals. Could be a little nod to Labyrinth or other to uh, other children of the 80s who remember the Goblin King. May you rest in peace, but uh, that's another story as well. So going to address one final thing before I end for today. Some of the readers are going to actually list readers or listeners will look at this Miss Marvel co- uh, show and go, so what? They're, it's some Marvel exec checking off the new and improved list. Say, so what? It's a good comic. Who cares how it came into being? The entire first, ep- first issue of No Normal, it's not lip service. G. Willow Wilson's writing is authentic. It's heartfelt you you can feel for these characters it means something and in some ways that's game changing the best part is she's real she's placed in real situations in the world she's not some science experiment kept in the lab or a god of thunder she's a kid going to school dealing with kid situations she gets these powers and tries to do good things with them i think one of miss marvel's greatest strengths is the reliability to kamala she's not cut off we see both kid and cape experiences this is really rare in some superhero comics although if you uh do enjoy that check out gotham academy and yes we got a review coming up for that one as well usually we get adults taking on superhero identities or the occasional teen but they're rarely dealing with the usual teen stuff we don't see much of robin worrying about uh, who he is until the night nightwing uh, changeover he's robin batman's sidekick it's only later that he starts to have those identity issues but kamala's dealing with becoming a hero at the same time she's trying to figure out how to become an adult she's stuck between both fronts and that what's make that's what makes her feel real so, this is what I love about comics. They start conversations. We might not pay attention all the time, getting distracted by superpowers and costumes and stories, but at the end of the day, it's still men and women doing incredible things. And these stories are what give us a great way to think about some pretty big stuff and start those conversations that some, some people should start. That's one of the things I really hope to share with you each week uh, that I'm now here. So, now here's where I want to draw a few of you in on the fun. Are you a local comic artist? Do you want me to do a review of your book on the show? Do you want to come in and talk about your works or even comics in general? Drop me a line on the show's Twitter and let's set something up. Hey, even if there's a book or series you're curious about, same, same rules apply. I'll read it and review it on the show for you. So, one more time, that's a post at Just Drawn Radio on your Twitter. If you haven't have already made a script this week, I'll be sure if I can't do something about it. So, we've got a couple of minutes left of the show for today, so I'm going to leave you with a song from the Rollout album um, called Just a Spark. May deal with Transformers, but sometimes I feel this could actually be applied to heroes, too. Even if the world's coming down and you've still got a spark left, you can still fight. So... Well, the Infinity Watch is uh, back in effect, and I'll see you guys next week. All I need is just a spark. All I need is just a spark. 